0: What's that, honey? Um, I'm, I'm I'm doing I'm gonna do a podcast. I'm sorry, guys. Didn't, didn't realize we were recording. Welcome to chats fireside chats with Hummer. There is no Coomer today. He made a mistake. Not a mistake. He's watching he's watching a movie with his wife. That's never a mistake to spend time with your family. Yeah, uh, but the reason why we're here is earlier late last week Sunday. I wanted to get something off my chest. Uh, it was It's tough to do. It's always tough to make a confession that is life-changing, that, that will probably blows pe- blow some people's minds out there, but I have a confession to make. I am a Nickelback fan. I like Nickelback's music. I think that it's outrageous that anybody comes out there and, and with this fake hatred of a band that we all know that you listen to growing up. Uh, if you were from my generation uh, growing up m- millennial, maybe, maybe even, I don't know. I, I think Jin Zen Z is probably outside of your realm. I'm definitely guaranteeing you um, some late stage boomers, you know, all the way up through, through the, through the millennials are, are Nickelback fans, but the blasphemy needs to stop. It needs to stop now. All right, it's okay to, you know, look at this photograph. It's it's okay to just say never again and just realize that Nickelback made some bangers back in the day, unlike the Cincinnati Bearcats football team as of late dropping another one to Baylor 32 to 29, a game that just Honestly, it, it, it was kind of more of the same. It, it baffled me, you know, the amount of mistakes that could be made by a team, the fumbles, oh my God, and don't get me started with the kickoff fumble, somehow ran back for a, a tutty, just absolutely demoralizing, a free seven points for, at the time, two and four Baylor Bears. Uh, it, But this game, It was just it was so mistake-prone, but it felt like so much of what we have seen. I think the big difference here, or maybe it wasn't the big difference. I'm not going to go back and look at past box scores here. Emery Jones struggled again to to connect deep. Uh, He did have one good connection, I know, off the top of my head with with Henderson. But I think the storyline here was was the Bearcats rushing, which after our last podcast having discussed – and seeing Scott Satterfield discuss Corey Kiner, Miles Montgomery, not mentioning him by name, but saying that we lacked guys with speed to make explosive plays. And I know he mentioned 80 yards. I think we defined them as 40, but even so, I guess Miles Montgomery doesn't technically count at 38 yards for the longest rush, but we did have two really good rushes. I thought the we performed very, very well on that front. Uh, all in all, you know, I don't, I don't got too much to say about the game. It is what it is. It's, it's five straight games, five straight uh, losses that we've dropped. We haven't won at home against what would be a, a good opponent since late last year. I, I'm gonna use the word "good" loosely. Uh, you know, we, we haven't, we haven't beat, you know, even a G5 school. <laughs> in a long time uh at Nippert stadium Nippert is it's losing its charm in that sense. It does worry me that if we continue this trend and I know people don't like it when I say this, or, or just don't necessarily maybe agree with me, you know, ticket prices are going to plummet. Uh, we're going to see a lot of, of fans disengaging with the team if this trend occurs long-term, but my biggest gripe here is comparing what what one coach is doing to what one coach did in the past. And what I mean by that is Luke Fickle taking over from a, a horrible Tommy Tuberville era and winning five games his first season. And everybody's saying, well, that's the benchmark now. We just got to do what Fick did. Or be, 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 do do better than what Fick did. Well, that should be a given. Luke Fickle took over an absolutely horrid situation from Tommy Tuberville with the current Bearcat team, with the current coaching staff. They took over a program that won nine games or more going back to 2018. And we can say that's in a different conference, whatever. It still doesn't do justice that we look like a team that may may not win another game this year in conference. And I'm going to emphasize the word may because it is it is football. There are some bad teams in this conference, but we just played one bad team who, who did beat us. And for a while there, they looked at they're going to wipe the floor with us. We had a really good fourth quarter, brought us back into this game, so much so that I went out and even took the Bearcats on the money line, plus 300, thinking this was was. Done, sealed, and delivered. The Bearcats were going to do it. Had all the faith in the world. You know, going back, then we're playing BYU. We should have rocked the socks off of them. Our defense was just stifling, and then they just they just ran all over us with the injuries that they had. So I don't think it's fair to compare the two situations. I think it's fair to go in and give Scott Satterfield a little more criticism or a little more critique off of, of what he is accomplishing versus his predecessor in year one, based off the fact that he is picking up a squad that won nine games. Granted, he's had people come, people go, but he got to pick some of his own players to come in. One of those players being Emery Jones and Emery Jones has been flat out underwhelming outside of game one, where everybody was willing to throw the Heisman his way. And if I remember correctly, Coomer can correct me on this when we get together tomorrow. He basically said that, you know, how can you not be ex-, paraphrasing here? You How can you not be excited about this? This looked amazing. And I just keep saying, and I'm probably going to get the school wrong because uh, that's how much I don't care. It's EKU. It's East East East. East what? Which web? Which direction? Carolina. Eastern Kentucky, Carolina. Like right. it doesn't matter what you do in that game one. So He's gotten to bring in some of those guys from that standpoint. He's supposed to be a guy who understands NIL, a guy that we want to be able to come in and use that fund to bring in win now talent and capitalize on the goodwill that the school has built. So we got some, we got a long ways to go. We're, we're going to see Satterfield get his chance to, to see this thing through, to bring in some talent, and I hate to say this works. I've heard it so many freaking times with new coaches here, but install, install the offense, install the, the system. So that's, that's what we're going to have time to do it. So what we need to see though, is a team that looks better coached. This team right now is not well coached on any side of the ball. There is not a single unit that I think I'm pointing to, except maybe if I'm looking at rooms. I'm talking about whole units: so offense, defense, special teams. I'm not seeing a single unit that has it together, that they're they're doing everything they need to do to be successful at a high level. I, I'm just I'm not seeing it, and I know we keep hammering on special teams because that has really been frustrating. Watching us, I don't want to say we blew the game, but it was a Pivotal play on the punt, the the muffed punt against BYU, the fumble on the kickoff that result two fumbles. He kind of he he bobbled the catch, picked it up off the ground, and then fumbles it in the arms of Baylor for the touchdown. Two massive blunders, but defense at times hasn't been there. You know they've had they had a good showing against against Oklahoma uh but you know at times they they're, they're not there the offense it struggles to score in the red zone when you have that long standing joke of you know oh they're on the 20 yard line and and I go well they're not in the red zone and my buddy goes well that's because they just had a 2 yard loss <laughs> you were still in the red zone you got knocked out of the red zone right or then when you finally make that that big play that scores in the red zone you're like yeah yeah like well, finally one one time that's not good uh this team Came out of the bye week and just you know we laid an egg. Uh, we laid an egg against Iowa State. We laid a egg against Baylor, and I just don't I don't see where it gets better from here. Uh, if I'm looking out the rest of the year, I'm gonna go the route of saying I only give a flying fuck about one game. You know, in a, in a season like this, we're two and five. Um, you know, essentially we, we have to win four out of the next five games. I see that as unlikely, um, just beat UCF. That's all I want. Uh, and that's another strange, strange thing is, is I'm talking to a buddy and he's, he's going like, well, who's our rival in this conference? And it's, it's a weird thing. If you go through it, who are the actual rivals for us? And I was like, honestly, UCF is the only team I really care about beating every year. West Virginia will probably develop into one, but at the moment we haven't played them in so long. Like, do I care? Not really. UCF though. God, I I hate the space Rangers. Like guys, you're in Orlando, like Cape, Canaveral isn't even in Orlando. Like we don't even, they don't even launch rockets from Orlando. Like your oranges aren't that good. Um, But yeah, I, I struggle to see where, where it goes from here. So we're rolling into Oklahoma state, another team that is beatable. Maybe they're five and two, three and one in the conference. I mean, I, I'm just, it, it's, I think every team in this conference is beatable, honestly. But that is that's a, that's going to be a tough one for us. And the, if the, we play the wave we've played the last three games, we're not going to win. It's not going to happen. Uh, which means we have to win out after Oklahoma State with a with a date against a very good Kansas team. Uh, in in order to become bowl eligible. So, you know, is what it is. It's not, I don't think at this point, if you haven't settled in and haven't come to terms that this just isn't a good football team, there's nothing I can do for you. There's absolutely nothing I can do to help you become you know, more in tune with your feelings. Um, but here, maybe, maybe this does help. Maybe I can help. It's okay. We've had, you get angry after Oklahoma. So we'll, I'll walk you through the, the stages of grief here. You get high off Eastern Kentucky because that's what people do. They overreact to beating a silly little team in the middle of Kentucky, right? You beat Pitt, but we all knew Pitt was gross. So you're just like, yeah, even I was guilty of that one. i was like, you come back and beat Pitt. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You beat a power five team. Losing to Miami. Everybody loses their shit you should. We should have. What gets me is the Oklahoma game. That was a, you know, everybody was high on the brand of Oklahoma, bringing the brand in the nipper, yada, yada, yada. But for me, it was about getting an opportunity to play a top 25 team. At the time, they were ranked 16. Uh, and then this weekend, they, they struggled, but they're still ranked number six against UCF. They're knocking on the door of trying to get themselves into the college football playoff. We were in a position that we could have won that game. We played great defense at times had some slip-ups there, but the offense just absolutely sputtered. That's the moment for me that this became incredibly frustrating. Cause to me, I see a lot of talent on this squad. I see the players in place to get it done. And right now where, where my headspace is at, is that I think that it's a coaching issue that we're seeing. And maybe it's just because it is a new coach. They haven't had a lot of time together. And they haven't had enough to to really get things clicking the way they should. But at this point, we are seven games into the season. I would expect to see improvements on on that front, improvements when it comes to discipline, improvement when it comes to limiting mistakes. And then we come out against a mediocre Baylor team and turn the ball over four times. So maybe maybe that's not actually helping you. But for me, what I've I've done is I think it was BYU maybe. I went and went off a little unimaginative. I think it was called tirade uh, calling. And, and I just leave it at this turd, uh, turd, turd, turd burgers here. I'm okay with it. I am just going to take everything as it comes in. I love watching college football. I love watching the Bearcats. I'm so freaking pumped every Saturday and I'm going to look at it as a one game season for the rest of the year. That's it. Every game is the biggest game. And that is it. I don't care about the past results. I'm only going to look at what's coming forward because at this point, anything else is just going to keep making us angry. So that's my game plan. I'm counting. And I'm also not going to lie. I am counting down today. till basketball, I don't care if we didn't get the waivers, they're going to do their appeal process. We'll see how that shakes out. I'm still very high on the Bearcats. Albeit my expectation is no longer a guaranteed lock for the tournament. If, if they don't get those waivers, I'm going to peel that back and say, I still think this team has the ability to win a lot of basketball games, put themselves in a position to be on the bubble, because I think the talent that we have on this team is still better than what we had in the past year and in the year before that under Wes Miller. I think the key, though, is regardless of what the wins and loss total comes out to be on basketball is, are we seeing something from Wes Miller that's showing that he is improving as a coach, that we're seeing improved play on the court? Are we moving away from this style of basketball that's been primarily dominated by selfish play? You know, me, 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 me ball. Are we going to see more people crashing the boards, fighting over rebounds, passing, looking to make plays through others, that's what's going to judge the season for me being a success. Um, knowing that the, the strategy with Aziz and Jamil didn't work out. So that's, that's kind of where, where my headspace is. This isn't going to be a long one from me. What I'm thinking is you, you look at the rest of this season as a one game season every week, get pumped. Every day is the national championship from here on out because with UC football it's the little things that are going to get us over there. So look, if we win one game, the rest of the way out that one week, we won the natty. So that's all I got, man. Cheers, Bearcats. But on that note, you know, before we leave, we'll do uh, I know we're not at a bar. We're not at a brewery, but we're going to do a tiny little beer review. right? Oh, you can't see this one. This is a wooden cast brewing company. And um, if you guys don't know this about me, I am a, I'm a, a sap. I am just absolutely enamored with. I I cannot get over the fall season for beer, pumpkin spiced ales. I don't care what you say about pumpkin beers. If you don't like them, great, turn it off, go away. I love pumpkin beers. I love Oktoberfest. I love marzen. I love it all. Bring me all the fall beer you can. Give me some chocolate stouts. Give me some. Give me everything you can. Um, but this one is the, they call it the limited release pumpkin spiced ale brewed with real pumpkin cinnamon and nutmeg always a good combination if you're going if you don't if you have a pumpkin ale and you're not throwing some nutmeg in there i ain't drinking that come on that's 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 what makes the pumpkin beer is is the nutmeg it's what sets it over the top but the real kicker with with a pumpkin beer is the is the scent you know blow out that pumpkin candle in the back my wife did that for me give it a little swirl yeah, let that cinnamon hit your nose. Let that nutmeg just just waft up in there. Give it a little swirl and then just a little swish around the mouth. Oh, that's delicious. That is a delicious pumpkin. Um, it's it's not my favorite of them all, but it's still very good. Um true to the to the five, the five, the one through five uh rating scale here. This is a solid uh 3.9. Right, three point nine on the on the five scale. Limited release pumpkin spice ale from Wooden Cast. Cheers, Bearcats.